Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Don't you dare look back. Just keep your eyes on me. I said you're holding back. She said shut up and draft with me. Yes. Welcome to Saturday Draft Live. My name is David Hockney and today we're covering another week of point scoring across the entire WWE portfolio today. And joining me this week is the brand new work experience boy we've hired to fill in some very big goat-sized boots. It is Ryan Dalgleish. Ryan, how are you? Uh... I'm all right. I'm starting to not like this nickname I'm getting. Is <laughs> for you? But I'll I, I'll take it for now. I, listen, the, your first season is going to be a work experience season, and if you meet the set criteria, you may get promoted to main host role one day. So God, God have, have, have that a little bit of motivation there for you. But yeah, right. if you're listening to Saturday Draft Live for the first time, firstly, where the hell have you been? Uh, but if you want to catch all the updates from this season so far and past seasons, be sure to check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, and all good podcasting sites. Uh, be sure to follow us on our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Suplex Retweet. Join our Suplex Retweet community page, also on Facebook. And check out our great content that we also have on YouTube, including Quiz Showdown, Conspiracy Theory, and a whole bunch of other great content. But we're not here to talk about this, Ryan. We're here to talk about the A-Show, Saturday Draft Live, the, the point scoring for this week for our fantasy draft teams and starting off with the top three this week. Third place with nine points overall is the United States champion Austin Theory. Uh, first round pick from Gary this season. Someone who I think raised a lot of eyebrows when he was a first round pick. But are you starting to be convinced that Theory was a, a wise investment for our first round selection? Um. I don't, I don't know about first. It's definitely a bit of a gamble. Um, You'd like to think he's got his title now, which is what Gary exactly wanted. That's why he picked him. Uh, it's just, I don't see Austin's not going to be, uh, or sorry, Theory, uh, wouldn't defend the title very much without, so he won't be wrestling a lot. So maybe not first pick, but maybe like second. Well, the numbers don't lie. I mean, he's currently sitting 24 points overall in sixth place in the top 10 of the season so far and he won a handicap match on Raw this week teaming with the Miz to defeat Mustafa Ali so it's I think there's definitely potential there I wouldn't hold out on Theory you know being a a, a flop just yet but you know I, I get where you're coming from it is a bit of a gamble but I think obviously because it's a lengthy season you know time will tell where Theory goes from here but someone who is a very safe top scorer to be reporting in the in the top three in second place this week 10 points overall it is the big man, Tony Schiavone, currently sitting at the top of the table with 44 points overall. And, I mean, Ryan, what's what's more to be said about Tony Schiavone that hasn't already been said? Yeah, I'll, I'm just going to repeat myself from last week, but Tony was sort of just a safe choice round one. Uh, you don't lose very much when you pick him, especially if you captain on him. So it just, mm. <laughs> just turns up constantly. There's not much else to add, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, proven to be a very... Very strong first round pick for Jack as well, who's uh, reaping the, the rewards, uh, which we'll get to in a bit. But topping the top three this week with 13 points overall and a successful NXT title defense against Joe Gacy at NXT Spring Breaking, it is Ron Breaker. 
Now, somebody who who was part of me and Gary's team last season, he was a bit of a a bit of an anomaly, you know, shall we say? You know, he had a bit of a an overall mostly successful season last time, but it sort of faltered towards the end, losing two NXT title matches to Dolph Ziggler. But he picks the ball straight back up at the beginning of this season, and it's it's keeping Adam in the game, shall we say? Yeah, um, I find generally NXT champions are very hit or miss, especially the male ones. Uh, in other drafts before, I've picked both Finn Balor and um, what's his name? Uh, Carrying Cross. Cross, thank you, thank you. Uh, he's, he's gone so quick, I forgot his name. Uh, <laughs> they, they, were, they both had very different results and they had the championship the full season. So, uh, Bond Breaker's working at this season very well for him um, and I don't see it changing anytime soon. Hmm. Yeah, and, and you, you're right to do so because the top five, sorry, the first five first round selections are actually sitting at the top five for the season overall. Broadbreaker was picked third overall and he gets himself 29 points in total. So that 13 point boost for the NXT title win is proving to be very, very valuable. Do you think we could see uh, a continued success story for Broadbreaker, given that this is a, a much more lengthy season? Um, I can see it. It might slow down after his victory um, on NXT this week, uh, but I don't see him impacting his run too much. Uh, he's still going to be a consistent point scorer this season, and I don't see that changing too much too soon. Okay, well, that was the, the top three of the week. Let's look at how that affects the leaderboard. So, nine competitors this season, and the I think the... The scores are very close together in some cases, but we ha- we do have two front runners at the minute. So starting off, bottom of the table, ninth place, it's Adam Callier, the Listener's League winner, with how much wood can NXT champion Brombreaker break if NXT champion Brombreaker could break wood on 45 points. Next, we have Gary Kernahan, 52 points, King Mabel's Court. Next, in seventh place is me, with 53 points, just ahead of him, West End Country Club. Uh, the winners of last season sitting... At the bottom of the table, I think put that drafting to last position, the, the main issue there. Next, uh, just above me, we have a tie for fifth place. So you, Ryan, and Scott are both on 55 points. You with the People's Union and Scott with the Fresh Picks of Bel Air. Next, it's a little bit of a jump, eight points up. Stephen Wilson in fourth place with 63 points, the Bell's Hell Nightmares. Just ahead of him on 64 points. This is a bit of a tight race for, th- for third here. Ross McLeod with what a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good McMahon, mighty good Mahan. Next is where the uh, the difference lies. Jumping up 14 points. Second place, Chris Anthony Lopez with Homeboy and the Heartbreakers on 78 points. And then another bit of a gap this week. Uh, we have Jack Graham, 88 and a half points with Ban International Friendlies. Jack's had a bit of a promising start given that he drafted from second place. And he scored 19 points this week alone, largely uh, due to Tony Schiavone. Do you think the the race is currently between Jack and Chris at the minute? Uh, yeah, um, I don't see Dale's catching up with even Chris, never mind Jack. Uh, I can, there's definitely a split first and second, even the others are 10 and a half points. And then you're looking third and fourth, as you said, 14 and 15 points. Yeah. But- drift. But, you know, that... Uh, um, I said a lot in this show. It's a very long season, and in some weeks, some teams are going to score twenty plus at the blue, and you're back in the race again. Well, it's, I'm so, glad you mentioned that because Chris actually scored twenty four points uh, this week alone. So it, 
that's proven to be very, very beneficial for him. And it's it's keeping keeping a little bit of distance from Jack, but you know, one good pay-per-view for either of those guys will separate them from the rest of the pack. Same goes with the the, the lower half of the table, because only three points separates fifth place from eighth place. So the between you, me, Scott, and Gary, you know, our positions could change on a dime. You know, it just takes one person to get one win, even just on a TV show, never mind a pay-per-view. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we need to keep an eye on the bottom half for sure, because um, I can see that tight for a little while, maybe. Well, we are approaching the first pay-per-view this season where we get some potential for some big points to be scored. But before we do that, I'm going to hand it over to you, Ryan, to discuss your former your former stomping ground. It is the Listener's League, so I'll hand it over to you. Um, I can just say it's very... Very true there that you associate it with much a, such a terrible pay-per-view because that's what Leicester League really is. Just a <laughs> terrible, terrible league. But anyway, speaking of terrible, in fifth place is JP on 91 points with Hello as Your Daughter there, Requiem, Requiem. In fourth is Martin Bess, a little more progress, 92 and a half points. In third place in 93 points is Dan Axel Jameson on, with Old Age In-Laws. And then <laughs> Your second and first, second place, 94 and a half points. Peace and chips, Alan Laurie. And first on the top by four and a half points, 99 points. Lee McAteer living on a chair by Lana Austin. Um, I will say it's looking a bit very tight. See that top six? Because I think just below GP is uh, Robert fucking, fucking Shaw. Shaw. Yeah. And he's only like a point and a half behind or something like that. Let me just double nope. check there. Literally half a point. Robert half a point, Shaw. yeah. And the draft bastards. So it's looking like a top six because below there is it's seven seven points difference. Obviously that can change. It's only seven points, but that's where the gap is right now. So team one to six is only eight and a half points difference. So we need to keep it very close eye on that. But this league is very. I, I do think this league's become a bit more competitive than it was before, because if you can get me to win the league, then it can't have been that good when I did it. Um, <laughs> But no, um, people are learning. They 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 kind of half know the rules now, uh, which was a, a trait previously that they didn't have. But yeah, it's looking very interesting. You keep a good eye, uh, good eye on it, David. Yeah. Uh, so that was the this week's listeners' league. But now let's talk about the pay per view that's coming up tomorrow night. It is WrestleMania Backlash, and to be honest, it is looking fucking dire. Like. When I had a first glance at the, the match card this morning, there was only one championship match on this card. Everything else is either singles matches, uh, but there's also the six-man tag match. Like, have you ever seen a more disappointing pay-per-view aside from maybe December to Dismember? <laughs> well, maybe don't give it that association just yet. Um, <laughs> but it's I mean, on pa- I'm, just saying, I'm just saying on paper it looks dire it looks like just a, a regular like episode of weekly raw or something yeah so just looking at it just now four of the six mass, uh, matches we've already seen mm. the only different ones is happy corner mad cat moss and then the six man uh everything else is the same opponents with just yeah. different slight twist to it um, yeah, I, don't, I just don't think I've been invested in a lot of these as well, to be honest. Uh, it's been a, just lackluster. Mm. Not looking forward to it, to be honest. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, let's take a look at some of the matches and stuff. So let's start at the bottom with Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Now that puts your pick of Omos currently on six points against Gary's pick of Bobby Lashley currently on nine points. Where do you see this going for this one? Do a little bit of predictions here. I think because of Bobby's win at WrestleMania, I think Omos is owed one. I think especially MVP in his corner, the MVP is going to be uh, involved in some way, which was involved in Omos unfairly winning the match. Um, that's how I see it going. I, I know I'm a bit biased there, but I think that's how it's got to shape up. Otherwise, um, Omos is not going to look too good coming out of the feud. Aye. But, so you two actually took a gamble on Omos, picking him round three. Are, yes. are you standing firmly behind that? Very firmly. All right. So you sound confident. I just hope you get that, that win there. Next, we have Happy Corbin versus Mad Cat Moss, which is currently undrafted uh, for both of them. Uh, hold oh, on. no. Sorry. Hold nope, on. Sorry. Beg your pardon. Nope. You have, you have, nope. <laughs> Corbin's undrafted. You have Mad Cat Moss. That's, that's my bad. Should have been undrafted. <laughs> You reckon? I mean, Madcap Moss has hit 10 points so far. Currently, he's the—he's actually the second-best performing fourth-round pick, just behind Adam Cole. And he's getting a lot featured on SmackDown. Do you think there's a potential for another big win here? Uh, I don't think he's actually lost since WrestleMania. He's only done one match or two, but he's been doing okay, actually. Uh, better than I thought. Better than what everyone else thought. <laughs> yeah. Um He's doing okay. Um, I'm not entirely sure who will win the match. Uh, backlash, but this is one of these ones where I'm just not that invested in the storylines of it, like Luster, so I'm not too sure. Well, so far, I mean, the matches we've discussed, you know, it all so it's leading for some big points for you here, Ryan. So I think, uh, I think there's some potential for you to start making your way up the table here. But next, we have a rematch from WrestleMania. AJ Styles versus Edge. Now, there's only potential for Jack to get points here because he has AJ Styles in round four, but Gary has Edge and Damian Priest as a tag team. Uh, uh, and the, the stipulation is Damian Priest is banned from ringside. So it's I think Jack's the only one that could really score some points here. And if AJ gets a, a retribution win from WrestleMania, it could prove to be you know, a bit of a turnaround for, for what's been a, already a little bit of a mixed season for AJ Styles. Yeah, uh, I'll just also add, because David Priest is banned from ringside, doesn't necessarily mean he won't be there in some capacity with Edge. Uh, we've seen it before where the person banned from ringside has broken in to mm -hmm. the arena or the the ring. It's happened a few times before, so there is still potential for points here for uh, Gary, but looking unlikely. And I think AJ Styles is kind of needing that win. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not sure if he'll win on Sunday, but... Uh, yeah, it's AJ Styles not looking great right now, points-wise, so far. He, he, he looks like he's teaming a potential team with Finn Balor as well. Maybe that could come into effect. Yeah, uh, Finn might be involved, but I was, me personally was hoping Finn would go the other way towards his uh, Judgment Day. That's mm. how I want to see it going, but I doubt it. You imagine a Judgment Day demon. Like, how he's sick a demon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's AJ Styles versus Edge. Next, we have Cody Rhodes versus Seth Freakin' Rollins, a battle of the first round draft picks. So it's pitting, once again, Ryan, it's, you're proven to be very filled on this card here. You've got your first round pick of Seth Rollins going up against Steven's first round pick of Cody Rhodes. But the points tell one hell of a story here because Seth Rollins only has seven points so far. Cody has 26. Like, Cody's been getting a, 
a ton of exposure since coming back at WrestleMania, and rightly so. I mean, he's been the talk of the town for a long time now. Do you think Seth Rollins could sneak in a, another win and maybe we could see Cody Seth 3? Um, I, I think it depends on if um, WWE want to keep this feud going. If they want it to end after Backlash, they'll probably have Cody just win it. But going along with that as well, Seth is a habit and not, I've noticed ever since Seth became Seth freaking Rollins or the Monday Night Messiah, he's not won many feuds. Mm. Um, and I hope this isn't a curse for him again because it's becoming a bit of a pattern. Um, however, if they keep it going, I do think they'll give it to Seth and then Cody won the third pay-per-view mm-hmm. match, but I don't think they'll keep it going too far. But yeah, you could certainly do with some Seth Rollins points on the boards here, given how much of a reli- normally a reliable draft performer Seth Rollins is, and he's usually a big scorer, especially in big seasons. You never know, your fortunes might might turn around. Uh, does well. He does well every season. I don't pick him. <laughs> uh, it's like Scott picking the Usos as well. But yeah, that's that's besides the point. Uh, next, we have the only championship match uh, on the card. It's my first round pick of Charlotte Flair going up against Gary's third round pick of Ronda Rousey in an I quit match. And to be honest, I'm not feeling too confident because Charlotte is my captain and it's a title match. And everybody was assuming that Ronda was going to win the title at WrestleMania. Do you think... Uh, where are you leaning on this one, Ryan? Because I think you're going to say Ronda. And you'd be correct. I think Ronda has to win it on Sunday. Mm. Um, I do not see Charlotte holding it for very long at all. I'd be very surprised if she still had it on Friday. Um, I just don't see any other alternative where Charlotte can go with this and still have the championship and Ronda to still be here. I just don't see any other alternative. Yeah, I think I might be. I have to start considering maybe a captaincy change following backlash. But I'm gonna hold out and maybe you know Charlotte might pull some, you know, pull some like you remember over the limit like 11 years ago where. Alex Riley used a, a dictaphone to get Cena to say I quit. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've, not, I've not seen it, but I've heard about it before, yeah. Yeah, see, <laughs> I'm reckoning, I reckon that there'll be some shenanigans, or that's my best case scenario where it comes to getting points here. Because if that's yeah. the case, then... It, um, I mean, it extends the feud further, but it's... Is it really necessary, though? I don't think the feud needs more time. Um, personally, I think the feud's been very lackluster, to be honest, and I think I need to put, a, put a, a pin on it because it's not been too great for me personally. Aye. Well, lastly, we have what should have been a tag team title unification match, which which is a great main event on its own, but it's now been turned into a six-man tag match with Drew McIntyre and RK Bro going up against the Bloodline, Roman Reigns and the Usos. Now, looking at the breakdown here, Drew is Ross's first round pick, currently on 28 points, a very good score so far. Jack has the Usos with 18 points overall. Chris has RK Bro, 21 points. Uh, But Scott has Heyman and Reigns as a tag team. So at the minute, they're only on eight points. So I think Scott is only going to get appearance points if Heyman and Reigns appear at ringside. But... At the minute, it's looking like a, a face-to-face between Jack and Chris, the two top scorers of the the week so far, against with a little bit of Ross on the side. Like, 
Who are you favouring to win this match and who? how do you think it's going to affect the table? Well, first of all, I mentioned this last week, Scott's very happy about this because he doesn't lose anything from this at all. Roman Reigns turns up, wins or loses, leaves with Paul Heyman, Scott's in the bank. Um, but in terms of the actual match, I think the, so is, uh, sorry, the bloodline will win it. I think that they will have to win it to keep the image going. Uh, I, I don't know how exactly they'll end it because they need everyone to look good. Otherwise, if you will lose a bit of its value, but I, I doubt Arky Bro and Drew winning it in terms of progression the storyline because I think those two will get the championship in the end. It won't happen. Obviously, it won't happen to, tomorrow because it's the sixth man, but they'll probably keep it going until the next pay-per-view. And then Usos will then win it. Sounds like they're saving it for like one of the the bigger stadium shows. I reckon either it's Money in the Bank or SummerSlam. Or I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if kept, yeah, as you said, I'd be very. I wouldn't be surprised if kept going all the way to SummerSlam. That's a long way away. Yeah, all the way down in. Oh well, if you want to go even further, I mean, you could always have it at Clash at the Castle, <laughs> the the Wales show. But yeah, I think yeah. that's a bit of a stretch at this point. Yeah, can I just also mention about that? By the way. Uh, Scott said the other day that he doesn't know if there's any castles in Wales, but Wales is the most. Wales uh, is literally the most dense place for castles. Yeah, <laughs> if, 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 you go, if you go anywhere in the UK, the most likely place you're likely to find a castle is either Wales or Scotland. Like there's more in Wales than Scotland by a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so shut up, Scott. Shut up. <laughs> Don't know what you're well, talking about. Well, not castles in Wales. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Is it true that there's more sheep in Wales than, than people? That, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've heard that somewhere. Is that not a New Zealand thing? Could be true. Might be. Uh, either way. Uh, yeah. Off topic. <laughs> I'm going way off topic here. But yeah, WrestleMania Backlash, it looks like everybody's going to have a chance to get some representation, no matter how big or small. The only exception being Adam, who's currently sitting at the bottom of the table. And, you know, the only chance I think he could have on the card is if maybe Rhea Ripley gets a pre-show match with Liv Morgan and Sonya Deville makes an appearance backstage. But again, we're just um, we're just being hypothetical at this point. So do you think there's potential for Adam to get some points, no. especially if Rhea Ripley gets on the card? No. Um, I, we've said this before, I just think Adam's team's the weakest by a little bit, and that's probably down to an experience with this draft, and um, it's a shame for him, but I don't see him going anywhere beyond ninth. And there's no, there's like almost no points for him in Sunday, so I don't see much changing. Yeah, well, you know, WWE changes on a dime as well. You never, you never know what right, could good happen. Point. But good yeah, point. that's uh, that's going to do it for this week of Saturday Draft Live. Thank you, Ryan, for carrying the listeners' league this time around. Carrying it for sure. <laughs> uh, and if you enjoyed this this week's episode, be sure to listen back to all our back catalogue on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor and all good podcasting sites. Be sure to follow us on social media as well, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Suplex Retweet and also check out the community page Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet on Facebook. Uh, But that all that remains to be said is thank you, Ryan. Always a pleasure. And good luck to all our competitors for WrestleMania Backlash. We will see you next week where Jack and Scott will be taking the host and chairs. See ya. See you later. Hi, I'm Scott McLeod. And I'm Grant McGrobby. We are the hosts of the monthly show on Eat Sleep Suplex Retreat East Meets West. 
where we'll bring you all the latest happenings, reviews and big events from New Japan and the land of the Far East. You can remember to check that out on the Eat, Seek, Surprise, Receive podcast feed on all good Android podcasting sites like Anchor, Spotify or iTunes now.